Hello, and thank you for listening to today's episode of JTCast, the official podcast of the Journal of Athletic Training. I'm your host, Luke Donovan. For the second episode of the month, I will discuss another article from the upcoming issue of JAT titled Clinical Reaction Time Performance Factors in Healthy Collegiate Athletes by Dr. Jacqueline Kakezi and collaborators from the Ohio State University, the University of Michigan, Bloomsburg University, Indiana University School of Medicine, Medical College of Wisconsin, and the University of Delaware. As a reminder, the article discussed today can be found on the JAT website natajournals.org. And please remember that all content from JAT is open access to all readers thanks to the funding from the National Athletic Trainers Association. First step, surveying the scene. On the previous episode of the month, I discussed that the combination of whole body reactive agility asymmetry and self-reported persisting effects of previous muscle skeletal injury demonstrated a strong association with concussion history. These associations further signify subtle cognitive motor impairments existing long after signs and symptoms of a concussion resolve. The whole body reactive agility test, especially the ones using the lateral direction, may provide clinicians insight as to which patients would best respond to interventions targeting cognitive motor function, thus reducing the rate of future injury. For the second episode, we will discuss the performance factors associated with the baseline clinical reaction time test. Upwards of nearly 4 million sport-related concussions occur annually within the United States. Given the variable nature of concussions in terms of symptoms and recovery, a multifaceted assessment strategy that includes evaluation of mental status and cognition, oculomotor function, sensory motor function, balance and reaction time, to name a few, is recommended. Baseline scores of each assessment domain is recommended, however, are not always necessary when interpreting post-injury scores due to the availability of normative data. For neurocognitive tests, such as the immediate post-concussion assessment and cognitive testing, also known as IMPACT, using demographically adjusted normative data for post-injury score interpretation. However, for other assessments, like the clinical reaction time test, no demographically adjusted normative data exists. The clinical reaction time test provides clinicians as assessment strategy in instances when computerized test programs that include reaction time, such as the impact, are not available or during circumstances in which reaction time is the primary symptom of interest. The clinical reaction time test is completed by measuring how long it takes a patient to pinch a vertical dial that was suspended between their fingers and randomly dropped by the clinician. The purpose of this study was to identify factors related to baseline clinical reaction time test performance. These factors included demographics, medical and concussion history, sport-specific features, symptoms, and sleep. The analysis included data from 2,584 NCAA athletes from three separate institutions. Each participant underwent a battery of assessments, including assessment of demographics, medical history, neurocognition, neurological, postural stability, and symptom evaluation. Following the factor assessment, participants completed the clinical reaction time test. The average reaction time on the clinical reaction time test was 202 milliseconds. Sex, race, sport type, and height were the only significant predictors of reaction time. Specifically, 
female sex relative to male sex, black or African-American race relative to white race, being taller relative to shorter, and limited contact relative to contact and non-contact relative to contact sport participation were associated with slower reaction times when all other factors were controlled. When further reviewing the magnitude of difference between reaction times respective to each factor, sex and level of contact within sport were the only factors considered to have clinically meaningful differences. As stated previously, the primary purpose of the study was to determine whether other factors aside from a concussion influence performance on the clinical reaction time test. Although baseline assessment is recommended, circumstances arise which could impede baseline testing. In those situations, referring to normative data provides clinicians with a point of reference to track injury progression. Specific to the clinical reaction time test, sex and sport type both influence performance. Because of this, clinicians should use different normative data that are dependent on sex of the patient and the patient's sport type when tracking reaction time using the clinical reaction time test. When adjustments are made for sex and sport type, the following normative data may be considered. Females participating in a non-contact sport, the average time on the clinical reaction time test is 211.5 milliseconds. Females participating in a limited contact sport, the average time is 212.1 milliseconds. And finally, females participating in a contact sport, the average time is 203.7 milliseconds. For males participating in a non-contact sport, the average time is 199.4 milliseconds. Males participating in a limited contact sport, the average time is 196.3 milliseconds. And finally, males participating in a contact sport, the average time is 195 milliseconds. Well, that's it for today's JT Cast. Please remember to rate and subscribe to the podcast, which is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Stitcher. You can find out more information about upcoming podcasts and other JT events on our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram accounts at JT underscore. NATA. Thank you for listening and keep a lookout for next month's JT cast.